Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death, life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. third eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of My Third Eye. Uh, on this episode, I have uh, a guest coming on, Lehman Dolans. I uh, I found him through uh, Berserk Space Cowboy, um, who runs Imaginarium of Thought. And we sit down and we have a very good discussion on meditation, um, be- seeing beings, being touched, and so much more. Uh, it was a very intriguing uh, interview that, that I did with, with Lehman. And you've heard him on one or two of the Talk at the Taverns. So um, if you've listened to them, you're kind of familiar with him. But this one goes a little bit more deep just into his experiences that he's had in his life. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope you get some good information out of this interview. I really enjoyed it. And... Uh, just to tease you guys, he will be coming back for uh, another episode uh, in the future on rabbit holes. So, uh, having said that, 
please uh, go over to Apple, leave me a five-star rating and review. Uh, it really helps. I, I, I appreciate it so much. Um, I just got two, two new ones. Uh, I'm going to read off real quick. The first one is from Marge and Jared via Apple Podcasts. So uh, they're from Australia. And thank you down under for actually taking the time out of your day to, to listen to me. And I, I appreciate, you know, the fact that, that you do listen and I, I, I love hearing your, your, your feedback. So the feedback and the review goes, if it was so powerful and such a positive thing that the ancients were tapped into their spiritual sides and had their third eye open, what wiped them out? Is it really enlightenment? Well, my mind tends to go, I think they might've gotten too out of hand with being too enlightened. Uh, I, I think they got really advanced uh, to an extent and maybe got carried away. No one really knows. And this is just my humble opinion. And uh, a great reset had, had to come. Uh, you know, we, we, we hear that word, you know, thrown around on the news and, and the TV nowadays and experiencing it in some countries, such as your own down in Australia, for a great reset. So, you know, who knows? Uh, I could be wrong. The next one comes Bell of a Witch um, from the United States. Ghost, I've been listening since episode one, one brother. A man with a light in his soul, heat in his voice, and his own hand-dug path towards truth. The man can shift mountains, keep holding up the mirror for others to truly look at themselves rather than being told what they are made of, what was lost. So thank you to both of you for the five-star rating and review. Also, a little housekeeping, do not forget to go over to Kelly Joy Wellness. Um, I will point or put her... Uh, link in the bio if not just go over to uh telegram or not telegram instagram sorry get confused uh and call uh follow kelly Fischizzle. so and get your get your curcumin uh this stuff's amazing i love it and can't say enough good things about it so having said that give me some ideas for topics if if you're out there and you you have some uh, information on deep underground military bases, please hit me up. I, I'd love to do an episode on that. Um, my third eye podcast, my third eye pod at gmail.com. IG is my third eye podcast, telegram t.me forward slash my third eye. And please, please go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the like buttons on, on the videos and uh, show me some love as well as dangerous world podcast. Uh, go over there, do the same thing, hit the like subscribe and show him some love. Having said that, enjoy the episode. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tonight, I have a very special guest. Uh, I met him through um, a couple podcast friends of mine, um, the Berserk Space Cowboy, um, also known as uh, Ron Weed from the Imaginarium of Thought and uh, Upstate Unconventional Podcast with Nico. Um, so I highly suggest you go check out their their. Uh, their podcast uh, i know nico's newest episode uh is featuring lehman uh, my guest tonight so we're going to talk a little bit about oh i don't know we're being touched by entities to a whole bunch of array of, of really cool topics uh he was on one of the talk at the taverns a, a couple weeks ago and uh he, he got to hang out and you know talk and you know blow people's minds and, and 
you know, with what he's gone through. So having said all that, I, I'll give you uh Lehman. Hey man, how's it going tonight? Good. All right. Well, when we were talking uh, yesterday, I mentioned that I think it would be cool just to talk about some of the times I've been touched by things that you could not see with your naked eye in the room. That's freaky. So, <laughs> yeah. It, I'm, uh, I'm glad I was never on that receiving end. I, I only saw ent- entities, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle being touched. Well, there's varying degrees to it, right? And uh, that will become apparent as we uh, walk through them. So it was cool with you. I'll just get going here. Yeah, take it away, man. This, you're, you're the spotlight of the show. All right. So the first time I was, uh, I was kind of in a liminal space as far as like uh, what I was about to do with my life. I was preparing to move from Paris, Texas to Florida for a big job opportunity. And I was sleeping and I come to, and I was being constricted and do you know how, like in the Predator movie, the Predator, when he cloaked himself, there was like a shimmer that you mm-hmm. could see. There was two individuals on each side of me, four total. And it was, it felt as though like there was a, not a clear overlay, but uh, I could perceive that I was in two places at once. My bedroom and what seemed to be like a medical facility. Mm. and. I don't know if I was being brought back or placed back into my body or my body was being brought back to this realm that we know here. Okay. But within about 30 seconds, they disappeared and I was able to move and kind of get up out of bed and look around. Did you see any lights or anything when, when this was going on? I did not. You know, it was uh, it was close to dusk. So, the, I mean, there wasn't any like orbs or anything of that nature. Right. right. So that was like the first time where I feel like I had actually been physically touched by something that wasn't completely solid in this realm. Now, when you when you say that, do you because my mind when when you told me this immediately went towards like uh alien um entities like extraterrestrial but then part of my mind goes towards spiritual as well like like the the spirit realm or ghosts of you know some people call them what what do you think it was i see no difference in those two okay i think they are one Mm. i think now this is my opinion nobody knows for sure right so I think that we are dealing with old, what I call ultra terrestrials. And I got that from the movie Hellier okay. or the documentary Hellier. And that these entities are able to um, move through dimensions with ease. I don't, you know, they're manipulating something. They understand energy on a greater scale than we do. Right. And uh, yeah. Uh, I think some of them uh, are uh, malevolent. Most of them that I've experienced are benevolent. They, okay. 
I've, I've had more positive experiences. Well, that's good. You don't hear that too often. Yeah. And so this particular one, I think, was positive because um, nothing strange or other ordinary uh, was uh, awry with my body. And uh, I didn't have like a series of unfortunate events afterward. So, and at that time, I had already been pretty open-minded. So it wasn't like it completely uh, obliterated my worldview. But, you know, it does give you pause. (laughs) Yeah, most definitely. Um, If I saw something that was cloaking itself, you know, like the predator, and and it's funny you mentioned that, and um, that is actually kind of common in some Sasquatch encounters as well. They'll say they see like a, um, some people call it the shimmer man or the shimmering, you know, they describe it like, like this entity is being cloaked and, you know, blending right in, but you can just see like, just like you were saying, you know, with the, the, I don't know, replicated background, digital type, you know, whatever that, that, that they use to cloak. And, um, when you were, when you felt like you were in a hospital room, could you see anything that, or it was just a, a sense of feeling that that's what was going on? I don't know if you've ever laid down in a gurney and being pushed through the hallway, mm-hmm. but it, it was similar to that. Okay. You know, you're seeing things passing your peripheral, you're looking up. And the fluorescent lights uh, are passing every so often, kind of deal. That's what it felt like. Okay, that's kind of crazy. I've only ever had that that once. I I blew out my meniscus and had to have it repaired. But uh, yeah, you know that that was the only time. But that's one of the things that you always remember is the the lights, you know. And Mm -hmm. next thing you know, obviously they give you that happy medicine, and you're fucking out. (laughs) <laughs> right and you're awake look and the first thing you see is a fucking light you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah that can be i don't know to me that i i would have been a little bit scared and you're you're saying it was more of a positive thing but that was nothing okay <laughs> <laughs> you're easing us in lightly i take it yeah well yeah okay so i go to florida i live for 12 years i go through a divorce I come back to Texas and I'm reading all kinds of different uh, ideas and, uh, you know, very spiritually minded. Well, one night about 9.30 p.m., I'm laying on my bed and, you know, kind of just in that liminal space between looking and seeing, you know, and being asleep, you know, just kind of dozing. And something materialized on my uh, bed, uh, put its hand or whatever on my calf, pushed off and jumped over me. I heard its little feet land on the floor and pitter-patter like a four-year-old running off to, uh, into a, another room. I get up and I'm like flicking on lights going around, nothing. I didn't see anything, but I felt its weight on the bed. I felt its, uh, it push off and then I heard its weight on the floor. And it felt like it probably was a young child size, probably 30 pounds, 
somewhere in there, like a three or four year old, a, a, a pretty decent sized three or four year old. Right. Did so you see, did you see the shape of it? No, it that like one, a black silhouette. No, that one uh, was crystal clear. Mm. Like, and uh, if it had not touched me, I might have just blown off the sound. Right. But with it uh, feeling the weight on the bed and then it touching me and then uh, it jumping and there being that delay before its feet hit the ground, all that connected. I was like, mm. yeah, so that one was a little different, but and the house you were in was was it an older house? It is an older house. Yeah. Okay. So not ter- not East Coast old. Right. It's like this was back in Texas. So, you know, Enough probably could have had some tragic history to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably not 1950s. All right. Yeah. That's not that super old. Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting. Uh and the reason why I don't really think uh the space matters is because I've had a lot of different uh, things happen wherever I've been. Okay. So, so maybe, maybe you are the beacon. Maybe you, you are what they're attracted to. Oh, I know it. <clears throat> I have no doubt. it. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So that one was a little different. I didn't necessarily have warm fuzzies on that one, but it wasn't totally like, Oh my goodness, what's going on here. Right. So uh, another time, same house, middle of the afternoon, I'm laying on the uh, couch and I'm reading William Gibson's Neuromancer. And uh, I mentioned most of these in my uh, interview with Nico on uh, Upstate Unconventional, but I really didn't like drill down on every single one because we were trying to cover a lot of ground. So this is one of the ones that like, was like completely changed my paradigm completely like made me reevaluate what's possible okay. okay so i'm laying there reading the book this book i think i i have a strange opinion that it might have been actually written by the cia and is some sort of like uh it's one of those books that like causes things that happen in the world. Mm. I believe uh, Bill Gates got the name Microsoft from it. It was the first writing to really uh, name the cybernet, the cybernet. It's an early book, uh, early to mid eighties book. And it's about a guy who goes into a virtual reality and does different jobs for corporate, uh, you know, contract work, governments, whoever needs something heinous done in a VR headset kind of deal. So very forward thinking for that time. What was was the name of the book again? It's a Neuromancer by William. Yeah. William Gibson. So at the time I'm, I'm six foot three. I think at the time I weighed about 360 pounds. Sitting there reading the book, enjoying it. All of a sudden, something pushes a hand or something through the bottom of, well, I say the couch, but it pushed his hand through the bottom of my reality and threw my giant ass into the floor like I weighed nothing. 
Oh fuck! I got I got to my feet. I was looking at the fucking sofa, and I was like, <laughs> "What's going on here, man?" I pull the the uh, pillows, the cushions off, you know, just trying to figure out what's going on. I picked it up, looked underneath it, you know, totally irrational, all those things, because it was an irrational event. Right. <clears throat> you know, not even being thrown, you know, if I was nudged out, I don't think it would have mattered. But with the sh- strength that it picked me up and eased it through me that unnerved me ghost that would unnerve me and my myself you know i'm i'm a fairly big guy i'm not you know i'm six four about 250 but you know still a decent size you know dude and if someone picked me up and tossed me like i was just a freaking cookie i think uh i'd have some problems (laughs) you take note yeah probably lock and load exactly (laughs) yeah so yeah, so I needless to say, I didn't finish reading that book. I don't blame you. I, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna even try. I wrote it down. I'm like, now after hearing that, I'm like, well, maybe not. Well, that that William Gibson guy, he's written a lot of uh interesting books and um uh, I don't know. I if I really got uh serious about it, I bet I could trace him back to you know, one of these CIA programs that run out of some of these universities mm-hmm. but um so that was a pretty intense one and then uh probably this next one is probably the one that i felt the most manila uh evil from i guess or uh, not really the best intentions okay so it's about 11 30 11 40 at night I'm in my uh, bedroom reading uh, Russell Targ's uh, book on ESP. Now, Russell Targ's a very interesting character. He originally was a uh, like a laser engineer back in the 60s and came up with uh, some of the solutions that uh, helped uh, aircraft take off and land without being affected as much by wind shear. Oh, okay. So... Not 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 a dummy in any, right. any way, shape, or form. Anyways, he worked at the uh, Stanford Research Institute and uh, ran a remote viewing program for Army Intel. Hmm. And so I I find what he has to say about ESP to be rather interesting. Oh yeah, I like that topic myself. Reading that book, my Australian shepherds land on the at the foot of the bed. And uh, you're a dog person, right? Yep. This dog uh, is, you know, my soulmate from many lifetimes, if that happens, right? I've known right. this dog many, many times. Super energetic, like most Aussies are. Uh-huh. He's, you know, anything happens, he's the first one there. So something jumps on the end of the bed, and this has happened rather quickly. Jumps on the end of the bed runs up the length of the bed to where I'm on my side reading the book. And like, I can feel his weight, its weight as it's running up. And I start to get super sleepy, like almost immediately. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm fading. And my inner knowing is like, 
don't go to sleep fight to stay awake and you know i've done my share of uh you know different drugs and so i figured this probably helped me uh stay alert and i fought and i fought and i got to a point where like uh, i was beginning to fall under a mild form of sleep paralysis at the same time and I reach up like this and the thing wraps my hand, just like if I was in the UFC, catches my, my punch. Oh, shit. Then runs off the end of the bed into the rest of the house, which is dark because it's at night. I was living with my dad at the time, so he was on the other side of the house. And uh, so as soon as I get it together, I jump up and run through the house, turn on. Uh, on uh, lights and stuff i check on my dad he's out cold i go back and the dog looks like he's catatonic hasn't moved not even when i got up and Mm. so i kind of think that uh when before or before the thing jumped on the bed it had somehow like put a spell on the dog or not uh gassed him and i really think that i was about to have some sort of uh, next level experience had I fallen asleep. That's probably a good thing you didn't. You know, I didn't only speculate uh, what, what could have happened. You know what I mean? But you know, you're saying you didn't get a real good feeling about, about this, this one. And chances are it wouldn't have, it would not have been a good experience at all. Well, you know, if some, somebody were to slip GHB into somebody's drink at the, at the bar, you wouldn't necessarily uh, think that they were out for uh, looking for your best interest either, would you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. But it's yes. crazy how you said it kind of like like the same effect that you were feeling. It must have done to your dog because I'm a dog guy, you know, little little things, you know, even especially paranormal things, you know, they, they pick up on quicker than most humans do. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, so not too terribly long after that. I'd had one of the classic succubus uh, moments where you wake up and something's riding you. And like, you know, there's that brief moment (laughs) where you're like, (laughs) you're just like, should I let this finish and die or or knock it off? (laughs) So I chose to pop up and then the thing evaporated or whatever. And uh, those don't bother me, I guess, because so many people have experienced it and have detailed it that, okay, I at least know that I'm not the only one who has experienced that. Right. I don't know. It's probably a little illogical, but it's just comforting knowing I'm not the only one who's been uh, potentially ridden to death or whatever. Right. So this, uh, the succubus, things kind of died down. And then um, I ended up getting married and moving to uh, Virginia and had a, a, a lot of, uh, you know, waking up moments and things are strange kind of deal in the first apartment that I lived in with my wife. But then we moved to a, a second apartment in the same building. And one afternoon, I'm in the living room. She's in the bedroom. And she asked me, did I grab her foot? Hmm. 
And I'm like, no, I haven't moved. She's like, that's weird because something like seriously just grabbed my foot. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, babe. Don't worry about it. Uh, we're all good. Nothing's happened to us, right? So that happens to her. I take note of it, though. And then uh, she mentions one uh, morning that it felt like something had patted her on the hip and then gotten up or something. I was like, okay, that's kind of strange. We got a, we have a creeper here, somebody messing with the females kind of deal. And then uh, I was, I went, uh, she was in bed already. And I went to uh, get in bed beside her and something, as I laid down, I could feel something between she and I, and it tapped my hip. And then I felt it sit up in the bed and walk away. And I like got up, yeah. pulled, pulled the blankets back. Holly's like, what, what? And I said, you know, the, the hip tapper just <laughs> tapped me. And uh, we're like, ah. so she said uh, her prayers and went to bed. And um, so that was, that was kind of uh, peculiar. I still have don't know what to think about that one because we've since moved to a different apartment in the same building. And it seems like we left that individual back at that apartment. So it's like you was tapping your hip, like, hey, can you scoot over so I can get up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, can you move <laughs> yeah. out of my way? I'm trying to get to the fridge or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. I need a sandwich. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So. And that's really the only one that my wife has ever experienced. So I'm kind of thinking that that one was related to that particular space. Okay. Then we moved to the third apartment in the same building. And this is when I really uh, have become a little more consistent with my meditation practices. And from here on, most everything has been uh, super positive. Mm. Like I have never had any kind of like bad feeling in this uh, apartment. So I've woken up a couple of different times to um, experiencing full body orgasms without actually having any type of sex. And it wasn't like it originated in the genitalia. It was, like, like one time it felt like it originated in my mind and then washed through my body. Hmm. Uh, I, f I felt it originated, uh, originate in a knee that I had hurt before, which I had, uh, torn the meniscus, uh, meniscus completely, uh, tore the uh, ACL from the bone and chipped the bone where the ACL attaches on the outside of the left knee. And I never had surgery. I just learned how to deal with it without, uh, you know, I'm completely aware of where that knee is at all times because I don't want to hyperextend it. Right. But I have felt like uh, in that particular instance when I woke up and it felt like um, an orgasm originated in that area, that structurally it's more sound. And so I actually feel like that was some sort of healing. Mm. And uh, that's funny you say that. Uh, <clears throat> I do remember you mentioning some of this on, on talk at the tavern 
um, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my buddy Rob did a DMT trip once and he, he was having some back pain, nothing, nothing huge. And this being, um, why he was in this state, wherever you go, touched that spot on his back. And when he came to his back was warm there and tingly and hasn't had pain since. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, one night I woke up and, uh, my neck, uh, I could feel energy from an outside source going into the base of my neck. And then it kind of washed from that point through the rest of my body. And I don't know if I may have had an issue in that area or I was getting an upgrade of some sort, mm. but it was one of those where like you just sit in it. Cause you know, you're, you're not feeling any fear whatsoever. You're feeling love and calm and peace and uh so i just rolled that one out until i fell back to sleep and you know woke up and felt like a million bucks mm. so i mean i i've had different variations of the healing touches and if you can get those i highly recommend them yeah <laughs> i would love to have something like that and then the most recent, which I definitely know that I uh, mentioned at the tavern, was during a, uh, a wakeful uh, meditation. Mm -hmm. I had an orgasm begin in my feet, which I just think that's uh, uh, the creator's way of showing me. I don't need matter to do anything. I can do whatever I want, whenever right. I want. Let me show you the magic. And boom, the orgasm in the feet that just rocks your world. Yeah. And when, when you say that, because I know it got brought up, it's not a physical, like no fluids are being ejaculated. It's no. that feeling that you get that state of euphoria when you do have an orgasm, correct? It's that, yeah, it's, there's no ejaculation. There's no excitation in the genitals. If you're a man, it is, uh, it's that feeling, uh, that your nervous system has, as every fiber is being excited through your entire system, it's uh, it's stronger than the afterglow as you're after you've ejaculated and you fall to the bed, right? And you just feel that feeling. It's uh -huh. stronger than that, but it's not a ejaculation. Gotcha. That's amazing. So, yeah, and so that one I I know for a fact came about because I've been more consistent for how many uh, days in a row I do a meditation and the length of the meditations that I'm doing. I'm doing about an hour and 15 minutes a sitting. And sometimes I do two sittings a day, That's which a is lot. more, which is more than most people can work into a normal day. I, yeah. I'm very grateful I can do it, but if you got the time and the inclination Interesting things can happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I need to somehow figure out a, a meditation routine to add to my schedule. But, you know, it, it every time I, I go to do it, you know, something else will come up or whatever. But I just, I need to personally make that time. I think that's just me being lazy, to be honest with yeah. you. Well, we make time for the things that we truly believe in. Right. So... I, I make time for food, Jack. Believe yeah, me. Same here. I made some chicken, 
ate some killer spaghetti today. So, <laughs> so yeah. So those are like, uh, you know, that's the warm up. <laughs> nice. I can't. I can't wait to see what. Uh, you know, if that's the warm up, what what's the uh, the main main attraction? Well, just uh, very interesting, um, like synchronicities that let you know that there are no accidents. That uh, with a just a little bit of awareness. You can see things unfold in a very beautiful way that lets you know that there is order to this realm. And that uh, if you stop paying attention to the scrying uh, mirrors that they put in front of us and call devices, mm. because, uh, you know, they love for us to be connected to our vices. <laughs> exactly. A lot of people don't look at it, you know, the TV as a black scrying, you know mirror it's called television for a reason programming for a reason you know devices d you could take okay that's the the vices so mm -hmm. yeah i mean it i don't know i try not to watch hardly any tv anymore um yeah. if i do it's usually like a documentary or something or something on paranormal i've been watching <clears throat> the newer series on discovery plus um with ben hansen uh on um, eyewitness, um, like UFO encounters and stuff. So it's, it's been pretty interesting. So, uh, now that I've laid out all of the moments that I've been touched by something that you cannot see, um, I'd like to share with you something that makes me think that it is ultra terrestrials or something from the extra terrain. Okay. How's that? That sounds great. Uh, so I usually don't pay too much stock in uh, synchronicities that happen via the computer. You know, with all the uh, you know tracking that they do this way, that way, and the other. If someone wanted to hone in on you and feed you situations, they could do it very easily. But I'm walking along through the real world, and I see you know, number combinations. And this particular season of synchronicities, I was seeing 555 all the time. Oh. And I'm everywhere. And so after about the 12th, 15th, 555 in a single afternoon, I was like, okay, what's going on here? So when I got home, you know, on my walk, I, I, I know that I said to myself, I'm just going to follow wherever the synchronicities lead. I'm just going to uh, do my best to continue to be in flow state, even when I get home. I'm just going to ride this out. And I did. Uh, I think it, uh, that uh, weekend, my wife had went down to her parents' house, and so really didn't have anything going on. And some way, somehow, I had come across this Lawrence Fishburne movie that I had never heard of, which I thought was strange because I generally watch most of the things he does that aren't like pushing a certain narrative. Right. Um, so it's called The Signal. And I was like, it came out in 2014. I'm like, how did I not know this? It was sci-fi. That's like my favorite 
uh, type of uh, movie if I watch movies. So I felt like this weird uh, compelling inside me to rent the movie. So I did. I sat and watched it and uh, no spoilers, but at the very end of it. Well, um, it's 2022 and and that came out in 2014. (laughs) If you haven't watched it, that's their fault. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Here we go. So it's these three geniuses from MIT who uh, they find this signal on the internet and it's like luring them across country to this place in the middle of Nevada. So it's about two o'clock in the morning when they finally roll up on this house and uh, it's two guys and one girl and the two guys go into this shady building thinking that there's go- they're going to come across this, uh, you know, super hacker or something that's been jerking their chain and they're going to show him. We, we right. found your, f- followed you down. Well, they hear the girl scream and they run out and she's being taken into uh, a craft. And then next thing they know, they're waking up in a medical facility. And everybody's got hazmat suits on and they're like, calm down. You're at, you know, something like Cedar Sinai. We have you in a special unit. You've you've uh, had contact with something not of this world and we need to make sure that you don't have any sort of contagion kind of deal. And so initially, uh, each one of them in their separate rooms is buying this story. Mm-hmm. But then the, the boy realizes he can't fill his legs like he normally does. He's got phantom leg uh, experience and he pulls back and he's got these super futuristic uh, legs on now. Some way, somehow, he lost both of his legs. And he rightfully freaks out because they never told him that he had, uh, you know, new legs put on. Right. And then, uh, you know, given the fact they're all geniuses, one of them figures out how to do, like, very basic Morse code to get a hold of one of the others. And they make an escape. And they're out in the middle of the desert. They come to this town. And after a while of running, they realize that they're in some way, they're doing loops. And uh, there's no way out. The, none of the roads lead out anywhere. And they get taken again. And they're, uh, they try to talk the boy into using his bionic legs. And they do. And he runs and he runs and he runs. He goes into hyperspeed. And then he's on the edge of this cliff, but then the camera pulls out and he's on the edge of a giant alien spaceship. This whole time he's been in a spaceship, when he thought he was driving all through the desert in Nevada, he was in the spaceship. Oh, shit. This sounds familiar. Like bits and pieces so, of this. I might have seen this movie. The camera pulls out and on the side of the spaceship. It's the number 23514. That's 555 all day, dog. 23514. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that's the next level. That's the next level synchro for me. So whenever I want to go for truth, I I go to the angel uh, uh, different uh, 
channels and stuff and look up 555. Nice. Yeah. Being a little sarcastic there yeah. minorly, but yeah. So I get on this one page and I'm reading through it, just kind of reading kind of quickly. And, but then this one sentence pops out at me and it says, if you're seeing 555 everywhere, then 1114 is really significant to you. Yeah, it is. That's my birthday. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so I closed the, I closed the computer down. And I started talking to the wind. And I was like, I'm right here. Like, I, I, I see. I, I see you're talking to me. I see it. Uh, I'm, I'm here. Uh, what you got to say? Because uh, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. Unfortunately, nothing really came through at that time. But yeah, that hashtag aliens. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Holy hell! Like synchros, they, they 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 blow my mind because you know when you really start paying attention and you start seeing them in in you know in one's daily life, a lot of people blow them off. And me included, I, I've blown them off and, you know, try, but then there's times I'm like, well, I need to, what can I look into this a little bit further? And then it usually ends up not being nothing, or I, I subconsciously block myself from, from seeing more that needs to lead me on a path, you know, kind of like what you did. I mean, you just, you said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm following it. And wow. I think that's where the magic is ghost. Yeah. Damn. Well, what else do you have? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that's one of my best cases for aliens and or ultra terrestrials. Now, I know that the uh, you know the whole uh, fake alien invasion is still on the table or whatever. Yeah, what Project Bluebeam or something like that. So, um, my opinion of that is is they, they've already sold a narrative that NASA tells the truth. Yeah. And they've, they've sold us a narrative of what aliens are. They've told us what aliens are, right? But they've never told us that they're, uh, they could be from the extra terrain outside of this bubble. Mm. We, we always assume, or maybe they've told us, and we're just too ignorant to put together the spell cast that they put on us, that uh, there's land outside the ice wall, maybe, right. if, if the ice wall exists. Yeah. Right. Um, these things, uh, I think all the things that we see in the sky that are like uh, machines, I think those that's potentially uh air force mm. it wouldn't that would not shock me and then you get yeah. the the underwater ufos um and if they're able to go into water uh and ice wall said ice wall exists what better way to get past that without yeah. being seen is to go under it yeah yeah that's a that's a good point i like that so there's a lot of weird water phenomenon that, that you know well obviously we saw what the navy caught you know back in what 14 or whatever and it's like 
wow, you know, that, Here's that a, makes so much sense. And then why maybe that's why we're not exploring the sea because the governments know that what the fuck is down there. So that uh, that uh, video that came out in 2014 was actually shot from the USS Nimitz mm-hmm. off the coast of California. Do you know what date? 1114. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, fuck. And here I, I am bringing that up in our random conversation. November 14th, 2004. Wow. So I don't know, man. I don't know what. I don't think that I'm special in any way, shape, or form. I think absolutely every human being can have experiences like this and greater if they merely just i think what you have to do is you got to block out all the nonsense outside of yourself all the noise yes um random randy man let me tell you i absolutely love that guy he can go deep i i i love uh, his spirit and mm-hmm. I love his story about what he's done and what he's overcome to get to the point that he's at. Yeah. He's an inspira- inspiration for me. He's been bringing up the Kali Yuga recently. Okay. And his, uh, I think uh, last two episodes or whatever, he dives deep in that and that we're in a transitional period between one epoch to another. And that it feels like we're going from material to energy or energy to something else. I feel that deeply, man. I feel like we're definitely going through a serious transition. And I I, I don't mean to cut you off, but if you talk to some people that are heavy into astrotheology, we're going into the age of Aquarius or or beginning the age of Aquarius, which is the age of man. Right. Uh, and so we've we've definitely seen a ramp up of the nonsense coming from the world governments. Have we? Ever? I mean, Justin Trudeau alone, we could write, uh, you know, a, a terrific book about, uh, you know, psychosis and you what said it looks his last like. Name wrong though. Let me hear. It. It's Castro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite videos uh, lately is uh, when Richard Nixon blesses him as a world leader at four months old or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy's so, off his fucking rocker, and and we're and nobody, no government around the world is is you know condemning him at all. But so I think it's going to prove that all these governments want the same thing for for all of us. Yeah, I think that. Uh, First and foremost, they want you in a fear state, low vibration. Mm-hmm. And they also want you looking at them constantly as whatever they can do to keep you from looking inside yourself and realizing just how powerful you are as uh, having the, the soul, sharing a soul that the creator gave you. Yeah. They don't want you to see that. Exactly. And, and you can even pin that even on, on, on medicine. You know, there's been a big push. I said it on one of my episodes. I don't know if I've released it yet, um, but I, I had mentioned that I think Corona was a good thing, whether it exists or not. 
everybody started looking more into natural medicines again, including myself, you know, and I'd, I'd always kind of had that belief, but never knew where to start or, or what to do. And now, you know, I'm diving in it pretty hard. And I, the, one of the first things I, I did, I started making my old, my homemade quinine. I, I talk about it a lot on the show and that, man, I haven't been healthier since. And then now I, I've added uh, curcumin to my, to my diet and thank you. And I'm going to shout out Kelly Fitzchizzle, um, on IG, uh, hit her up and you'll get the best pricing. Um, but it, it, I have my tennis elbow is like non-existent. Like I, even if I would sit here and have my arms bent, my hands would start falling asleep. That doesn't even happen now. And I've only been on Tuesday will be a week. So this coming Tuesday. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, and then you, they, like you said, they want you to look at them because you're, you're a patient or a client and, you know, keep them in a state of fear. So they think they, that, Hey, government me harder, daddy you know, uh, you know, come here, I'll protect you and I'll give you the medicines that you need to, you know, not cure you. Yeah. Sorry. I went off on a rant. No, we're all good on that (laughs) one. We're, we're in lockstep on that one. All right. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, um, like, all right. So as far as like healing, I think that your body can do it all by itself. But sometimes I think we need props to help our mind start doing the healing. So you make your homemade quinine and you are convinced into your soul, this stuff is good for me. And most certainly it is. Mm -hmm. And you drink it and because you're at peace with yourself, your uh, body starts upregulating health and downregulating disease. But if you could I, I get to your... do that kind of trick when I was even younger, even in the military, if I felt like a flu, like I, I was getting the cold or whatever, I'm like, no, I'm not getting sick. I'm not getting sick. And, and if I thought about it hard enough, I ended up not getting sick. So maybe I could take this, like you're saying, a glass of water and say, oh, this is my homemade quinine, because I believe that this glass of spring water is my quinine. You know, it, the mind believes something and, and that goes into the you know placebo effect and yeah it's it's the mind is a more powerful than we even can imagine so in my meditations what i really focus on is getting my uh, heart and my brain in coherence so so that my sympathetic nervous system isn't running subconscious fear patterns that are constantly causing my adrenals to pop off my cortisol to flow like a river, that sort of thing. And so I want the parasympathetic nervous system to kick kick in so that I become relaxed. And when I am in that state of relaxation for long enough, my body can uh, repair. And so just like your homemade quinine, uh, getting my heart and my brain in coherence is part part of my health regimen. Now, I mentioned earlier that I'm a rather big person, six foot three, and I think currently I'm like 365. I can run you down and block your shot on a basketball court. I am the most active, crazy active 
fat person you ever met in your life. Dude, I, I love, cause I've had a couple friends like that in my life and people would sit there and, and underestimate them. And then all of a sudden they oh, get yeah. their socks blown off and they're like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. You, you underestimated me, Jack. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I always tell myself my immune system is tip top. I never get sick. I right. mean, I could tell you some things about, <laughs> about coronavirus, but uh, let's just say that I am not afraid of coronavirus. No, I'm not either. <laughs> In fact, I've been around people that supposedly test positive for it. And, and here's the funny thing. I tested positive with no symptoms because right. I had to have a, pos- uh, a negative test result to go back to work. Now, this was last year. My wife was sick with the, with the flu or whatever. And I kept on telling her, you know, but I, I said all these symptoms are nothing more than the fucking flu. And then, so, and I, and I tell people that was, a te- you know, my work paid me to stay home for 10 days. I was like, all right, cool. I got a free vacation out of it. And, you know, then she supposedly tested positive for it again. Um, not that long ago. And she actually, I said, start taking this quinine. And I gave her some quinine and we're now both on, we, we take vitamin D as well. And anytime, and I, I, I keep saying this, if, if my mucus changes a slight color other than clear, I start popping zinc. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. With it, within a day, I've heard just eight ounces in the morning, taking some vitamin D and, and some zinc. Um, two days later, she tested negative. So what did you really have? Because it ain't, it, it, it ain't the Rona. I'm sorry, you can't get it if you already had it the first time. That's not how this shit works, but they'll tell you it does, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so I I uh, gleefully and joyfully performed uh, cunnilingus on a woman with coronavirus to let her know that I'm not afraid. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, she, she had gotten it quite early in the... Uh, like May 2020 and people were treating her like a pariah. Like she was, you know, typhoid Mary. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure without a doubt that she didn't have to worry about that when she was around me. (laughs) Now, even when my wife was sick, you know, I'm, I'm still making cooking dinner, you know, Hey, do you need anything? Obviously your energy's low going around or sleeping in the same bed you know yeah. it's like get the hell out of here with that nonsense mm-hmm. i do have a question for you what are your thoughts on opening your third eye because um ryan dean just he, he released the episode uh this past week that i was on with um colorado dank uh the occult and the occult rejects and we were talking if is it a good thing or a bad thing and, and my personal belief yes it's a good thing and having talking to you or talked to you, I, I should have told Ryan to reach out to you because I think you could have contributed to that round table heavily. And there is thoughts of doing maybe a part two, you know, cause a couple other podcasters couldn't um, make it for, for that date and time. But what, what are your thoughts? I think it's a very good thing. Uh, and I, I've had it opened and I allowed myself to go under the amnesia of this realm uh, one time and then uh, 
you know, coming back up out of the ether, I had it opened again to varying degrees. And matter of fact, one of the meditations I do is I try uh, to do this deep breathing while contracting my perineum and then my back muscles as I'm continuing to draw in a breath and I'm bringing my awareness up through my chakras and I stop it right where I believe my pineal gland to be. And I'm purposely trying to get the cerebral spinal fluid to put pressure on my pineal gland so that it uh, drips the milk and honey they speak of in Genesis so that I can have those experiences. And I do think that meditation in particular leads to some of these healing orgasmic experiences I experience at night. I I do think that's the catalyst. Hmm. I'm I'm kind Uh, of right right there with you with that. Um, Like like I said earlier, I don't masturbate or, or not masturbate, meditate. I don't need to masturbate. I'm, I'm fucking married. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't meditate and I want to, um, maybe I should try masturbating again. I haven't done it in so long. I'm, I probably, I don't even know how I know how to do it. You know what I mean? But anyway, <laughs> it's probably like it's riding a, a bike. <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'd give me the real thing. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, years ago when my wife and I were dating, um, I, I did practice breath work and, and um, was more conscious with my chi energy and would, would chi up about my chi ball and focus on it. And I did that to her and, and now it was very physically draining to me as well. But I, I guess some people would call it Reiki. I did. I don't know what it was called. You know, she was a, she was a massage therapist. She doesn't practice anymore, but you know, she, she was very familiar with all that, but I started at her head, went all down through her body, pulling in energy, pushing energy in through. And she's like, I've never felt that in in my life. I I could completely feel the energy, leave your hand, go through my body, then pass right back through my body and go back into your hand everywhere you went. And she was out. Like, I mean, just fucking out. And then when I was done, I mean, I was, I was like dehydrated and just like, whew, I need, yeah. I, 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 I need a nap or something. You know what I mean? But it, it, yeah. it was an ex- experience that I know if we, like you're saying, if we focus our mind more, there's so much more we can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we focus, who says telekinesis or any of that isn't real? You know what I mean? There, there's stories of people focusing hard enough and, they break a branch or they, they move an object slightly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. What, what... I've had, uh, you know how a lot of people talk about if you um, have telepathic communication, it's only like symbols. There's not real like language being used or anything like that. Well, I don't know what they're experiencing, but one night when I was, I think I was 19, 20 years old. Uh, four buddies uh, uh, of mine and I got a hold of a mixture of LSD and PCP. We took that, and about two hours later, we were experiencing honest to goodness conversations in our head while not moving our lips or not vocalizing at all. Mm. And it fundamentally, that was one of those experiences that changed every last one of us 
Like we knew more was uh, possible. And in our own unique ways, each one of us has went down a path of searching. I think that's kind of why mushrooms and ayahuasca are starting to make a, a big comeback. And, and even mushrooms, I and mean, I'm talking the, this with psilocybin in them, um, yeah. are being used in dementia and Alzheimer's research in, in microdosing. Yeah. And they're right. showing the effects and, and mushrooms. That's a whole nother fucking topic you can go down because I love going out and foraging for, for wild mushrooms and the health benefits alone from all these. It's like, it's, it's like, why are we not using these in modern medicine? All no doubt. Days. No doubt. You're, you're probably very aware of uh, Stamen's work with uh, what he's found out about lion's mane yeah. and all that. That's lion's one mane. of my all time favorites. I found some for the first time this past fall and brought it home. My wife was a little skeptical. I said, look, but it has no poisonous lookalikes at all. None. So I, I cleaned it up, I cut it up, sauteed it in a little bit of butter. And I said, here, try it. And she did. She goes, oh my God, that tastes just like fucking lobster. I said, yeah, it does. And that night I actually had a little bit trouble sleeping because my mind was just firing. And for the next like day and a half, I had no brain fog at all. I was just like, I was like, I need more of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that more natural, the better, right? Yeah. Uh, lion's mane, psilocybin, uh, all, I think all the mushrooms have an incredible benefit to us and none of us eat enough of it. No, the ones you get in the store are shit mushrooms. They, yeah. they really don't have any health benefits to them. Right. You need, you need to find these wild gourmet mushrooms and yeah. you know, they're, they're not sold for a reason because they help us. Mm -hmm. I agree. Us. You know, I, I got, I found some turkey tail. I found, I probably should make a tea out of turkey tail and not cut it up, put it on a pizza. It's a little tough, but you know, Hey, you, you live, you learn. I, I didn't care. I was still getting the turkey tail in my stomach and that helps with your digestion. And it's yeah. like, come on, you know? And the unique thing is every mushroom you could pick. I could pick a piece of turkey tail off this one and a piece of turkey tail off right next to it and they're going to have completely different dna structures they're not like a plant that's pretty interesting yeah it's it's crazy you got to watch the uh um there's a documentary on netflix called the fantastic fungi check that out um man when you said that my crown right here just uh did a little tingle when you said fantastic fungi right there nice. i was like we're, we're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and any of my listeners, if you're partaking in the, the, the fun guy, uh, watch it because they do add some very beautiful visuals, but it, it's packed with so much great information that, that most people don't even know. And, um, it, you know, I watched it once. I want to watch it again with my wife just so she sees, yeah. it, you know, mushrooms. I don't know. I have a passion for mushrooms and they they help i even told my my yeah. dad who, who's got a uh, parkinson's mm -hmm. like you know get some lion's mane get that you know i keep sending them all because being a podcaster i'm in a unique position to talk to people like yourself and others that that have these alternative natural ways of healing um things 
and anytime I come across something new, dad, if you're listening, I love you. I try to, I try to get the information to you, but you know, it's crazy. You know, maybe, maybe even meditation for him would work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's like a natural process of somebody who is going down the path of discovering really their true self. All right. So Mm -hmm. I think what it kind of, it kind of goes like this, like you see something in the everyday normal reality and it's not clicking. Like, like maybe you see that helicopter crash in Miami, but notice that none of the people on the beach are even reacting to a giant helicopter slamming into the beach. So you start to do questions and next thing you know, you're balls deep in conspiracy theory, right? And that leads you to maybe start working on your health because you start meeting people who are uh, teasing out uh, medical BS mm-hmm. that they're pushing on us. And so you start, you know, you start eating the lion's mane, you start looking for uh, quality meat, uh, you start looking for alternative ways to solve your issues. And you start improving the quality of the water that you drink, right? And so then slowly but surely, there comes a moment where depending on where you are health-wise, you either take up yoga or you take up meditation or you do start doing both, Mm -hmm. right? And you get in that state and there comes a point where you realize that uh, like all the healthy foods are they're like uh, a magician's props. Like literally every one of us can do really good, honest uh, magic in this realm uh, to counteract the black magic that's happening across the river from me. Right. Without a prop, without hurt, harming anyone, without even saying any spell-like words, using your intention you can be as powerful a magician as anybody who's doing nefarious things to uh, pure uh, humans, little kids, you know. Right. And you realize that everything in this realm is like a prop to help you a little further down the road, but ultimately all the power is inside you, your attention, and your intention. And if you, a man who can have a single-minded focus is a powerful individual. It becomes incredibly, incredibly hard to sway that person or push them off their path. Yeah. So that's my opinion. If you find another way to do it better, you know, awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) I I just... Everything about this fascinates me. You know what I mean? Um, from getting in to be, being a podcaster, I never thought in a million years I would. Um, looking back on it, I, I kind of made uh, a realization when, when I first got on Telegram, you know, found some groups and then created a, you know, a group with, you know, certain people that I, I consider friends. And then we started having like voice chats and what have you i think that year of doing that led me was prepping me to be a podcaster and i didn't even know it until 
it, it was the other night I was talking with one of my buddies that I, I met on telegram, you know, we're, we're friends and shout out to Ken. Um, I was like, dude, I, I think that was prepping me to do this because even my wife was baffled. She's like, you are going to start a podcast. You don't even like fucking talking to people that you don't know. Like you're not going up to strangers in, in, in the grocery store and talk to them. And it has completely changed my energy, the way I look at things, the way I handle things. Um, I, I, I now never thought I would, but I carry around black tourmaline crystal in, in my pocket everywhere I go. I'd wear it around my neck, but I'm, I, with the, with the job that I do, I, I'm afraid I'd, I'd catch it or it, you know, what I mean? right. and I don't, and I don't want to lose it. You know, and it, could it be a placebo? It could be, but I don't know. I, I think crystals do have power and it, it, there's proof backing that up. Um, but you know, all of it is, is given to us for a reason, just how I was introduced to you. You know, there was a reason you and I were meant to sit down and have a conversation. And I, I think, I think we're just touching on, on, on certain things and I, I want to continue to go and, and, and talk more. Um, but I don't know. The word thank you comes to mind. You know what I mean? Like for coming on, you know, being here and discussing this and, you know, it started out being touched by entities. And then, you know, now we're, we're talking about crystals and, and opening your, your third eye. Yeah, man. Um, it's a beautiful ride. If you allow yourself to see the, yeah, amazing colors. I think Bill Hicks said it first, you know, or said it best, you know, strap in, yeah. you know, this is one amazing, beautiful ride. It is because before I, before I ever cut out the, the, the noise, um, I was a big talk, uh, talk radio listening guy. And then something happened and I was like, this just isn't my calling anymore i i i I originally would listen to get knowledge or whatever and then i got into podcasts and then that opened my eyes to i'm like holy fuck there's people out there talking about shit that i would bounce around in my head but was too afraid to maybe go in depth with a conversation with 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 you know a loved one or a close friend because they'd be like dude we got to take you to the psych ward and, and now it's like, no, no, I, I can believe what I want. And as long as you, you have that noise and that, that, that thing in front of you that, that projects, uh, what they want you to think, dude, we, we ain't having a conversation then because you're, you're still programmed. And I, I jumped out of that. If you want to call that the matrix, great, whatever, you know, I'll battle the fucking robots, but you know, I, I, I want truth. I want stories and, and experiences to, to guide me. You know what I mean? I, that's ultimately why I started this is to, to educate myself to open my third eye. And, you know, <laughs> man, I got, uh, I just got uh, shivers on that one. This, uh, this medium that we're experiencing together, this is our campfire on the Savannah, you know, the tribe, mm-hmm. It's taking their spots around and different people in the uh, tribe 
are standing up and they're speaking their truth and people are taking what resonates and they're leaving what doesn't behind. They're letting people do their thing as so long as they harm no one else, including themselves. Exactly. And we're growing, right? Coronavirus has uh, contributed greatly to people waking up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been on this journey a really long time and a whole lot of those years felt incredibly lonely. Yeah. And I can say that the past two and a half, three years, it has gotten much more crowded here in the land of the weird, strange and uh, magical. And it's very welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my God, I I get to give a, a new person a fucking hug and 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 call call him a brother or a sister. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh, you believe like me? All right, cool. You know, well, welcome to the 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 family. You know, yeah. And like you said, sitting around a campfire, discussing topics. You know, and 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 thoughts and ideas and yeah. One uh, of the one of the most powerful things you could do as a human being for another human being is suspend your disbelief for a moment and let them tell their tale and mm-hmm. talk with them through it. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to resonate or believe everything that they say, but giving them, give them the time to be heard. Mm-hmm. You will have a friend for life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you couldn't have said that any better. I don't have to believe, you know, in flat earth, I will sit there and listen. And you know what? At the end of the day, if you get a gear spinning in my head, that might make me think something different. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's opening my free thought. Yeah. Well, I thought it was absolutely beautiful that, you know, I've I've heard all kinds of people talk about, you know, the ice wall. And I've heard all kinds of people uh, talk about the underground, uh, I mean, the uh, underwater space uh, ship flight or whatever. But you're the first person to uh, perform the alchemy of putting the two together and looking at it a little differently. And how many conversations have you had with other people where they've done the very same thing for you and it will light you up? And it- Yeah. And, and that just came to me on the spot. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just like, I don't want to say a download but it was just like hey hey maybe yeah. this and that's why we can't why we're not exploring the sea you know what i mean and and going down oh you go down you'll get crushed and this and that you know you do okay. but there's technology nowadays if if we can go into quote unquote space we can go deep into the waters but maybe we're not allowed because they know exactly what the fuck is going on and that is so much easier to travel unseen underwater. Right. And then, um, like, say, you have all the missing 411 situations uh-huh. where it's usually people who aren't armed. They don't have a tracking uh, system on them, like a beacon. And for whatever reason, nine times out of ten, they're of German descent. They get taken. Right. right? Well, I, I really think that that's some sort of uh, either a dumb or a hollow earth situation going on there. Yeah, and, uh, a lot of the disappearances match up in state forests and, and the state forests match up almost directly on top of the mammoth cave system. Yeah. 
So I think there's a, uh, that's why I think uh, in like Sasquatch and whatnot, their ability to never get really caught. Uh, I don't think anyone has actually produced a, uh, a, a corpse. Um, so that, that tells me that they either have some sort of dimensional capabilities uh, or they're incredibly adept at burning, uh, getting rid of the dead. One of the two. It kind of follows in, in line with, uh, you know, grizzly and, and black bear. Um, where, where we live, we have black bear and it's not a huge common sight. Like I, I'm a woodsman. Um, I can only maybe count on two hands at any time I've ever seen a black bear in the wild. Uh, and, and when people here in Pennsylvania do go black bear hunting, they, they, they try, they put on these drives to try and flush it out. Dude, a black bear can walk right by you over sticks and you're not going to hear it. Mm. And then if, if you're an avid woodsman or a hiker, why aren't you finding tons of black bear remains? Now I'm not saying they bury them. They're, they're dead. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? We don't find Bigfoot corpse, but we don't find a lot of black bear or bear period corpse. That's a good point. You know, uh, mother nature has, you throw a, a, uh, meat bone down to a dog and uh you know depending on the size you're not going to find any of it left right you know they're going to grind that thing into nothing and put it in their their gut Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a good way of looking at it like maybe they are done out there just uh mother nature's coming along and sweeping it up could be but then how do you explain tracks in snow or or mud that just stop yeah i I have that brings in the dimensional thing right i have a friend who i had experience with that with a wood booger where i'm from in uh, northeast texas we call them uh, boggy creek monsters and wood boogers right you got the the angry kind on that side of the state am i correct yeah yeah Yeah. like i think uh down toward uh I think it's Caddo Lake right on the Louisiana-Texas border. They they have uh, some awfully mean uh, apes out there or Sasquatch that, you know, like to terrorize people. Mm. But uh, so it was one of the few times it actually snowed in uh, Lamar County right on the Red River. And my friend, she follows this set of prints out. And it's clear that they're barefoot and they're massive. And then they just stop. And there's no like sign that somebody put some shoes on or anything like that, you know. And so, yeah, it's like that's the part reason why I think there's an in- interdimensional ability there. Right. And then like it. Have- oh, go ahead. Like either they're coming here on safari <laughs> or uh curiosity you know or uh to collect loose or energy who knows yeah you know and when you when you put the the extra dimensional or whatever people also see orbs sometimes with sasquatch encounters um and that baffles my mind because that was never really talked about up until maybe 
I don't know, maybe the past five to 10 years. And you, you started hearing more people come forward in, the, in, in their stories and talking about, yeah, we've seen these orbs. And then next thing you know, we had this terrifying encounter and um, th then it stopped. And you're like, okay, something <laughs> you know, is, are the aliens or, or are they aliens? You know, it, 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 they have to be working with one another it, or something to that effect. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a dumb guy as a podcast i think there's just uh, just like there's people there's all shapes and sizes yeah you know so have you have it have you ever had a uh, one of them with a wood booger yeah i heard one scream one night it was pretty weird like mm. where i grew up i was telling nico that uh i grew up in a house that uh when I was a kid, didn't have uh, potable water and didn't have electricity for a good while. And I actually learned how to read and write uh, under a kerosene lantern. And we had to uh, sh truck in our water from this uh, a spring that was in the woods down behind our house. And at the time, I thought that was a big pain in the ass. But actually, I'm very thankful for it because I think I at least missed a you know, 10, 15 good years of not drinking very much fluoride. And yeah. I think it might have contributed to my experiences. So anyways, my uh, brother and I spent a lot of time at that house by ourselves because my dad worked a whole lot. And when he wasn't working, he was partying really hard with my mom, who was, she was uh, pre-absentee. And so one night we're, we're sitting there and I just hear this. I, I don't want to interrupt, but I think that's every Gen Xers parents it, yeah. in a nutshell, because mine were the same way. It was like, okay, they work and then they go party their fucking ass off. And here we are at home. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, we're, I don't know, we're probably, I'm 12 and he's probably nine and a half or 10 years old. And it's, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I hear this scream through the woods. I mean, and we're just surrounded. Like our closest neighbor uh, might have been more than a mile, mile and a half through, through the woods. And like the scream that I just cannot express to anybody how fearful I was when I heard it. And uh, at first I thought, okay, that's a big cat. But how many big cats are actually in Northeast Texas? Well, there's rumors that there's a Black Panther. I've, I've never seen any one, uh, one of those either. Up there. Right. And, um, yeah, so that experience, I, I've often thought that's, that was like a, you know, wood booger situation. And that had we went outside, things might have turned kind of weird. But those, uh, those woods behind my house, there's like 80 acres that I had free range run over the whole time I lived there. And one of the first paranormal experiences that I ever had in my life, I was about 10 years old and I was in the middle of these woods. There's no one around. There's nobody at my home. And I have an odd name and I hear a woman's voice right beside me gently say Lehman mm. 
And I was like, what the fuck? You know, because you, it's not like Jason or John. Somebody right. could have been uh, on the other side of the holler screaming that or whatever. No. It was right beside me. It was my name. And uh, at the time, I didn't know how to process it because of my tender age. And it did. It was one of the things that really set me on my path of starting to read weird little books about uh, the pyramids, about out-of-body experiences, about, you know, witches, whatever I could find in my, my little local podunk library. Right. And uh, yeah, it was that one moment. And at the time, it scared me. But now looking back, uh, I can tell, tell you without a doubt that, that that quiet, gentle voice enriched my life in that split second like few things else have. Because I may not have been as curious as I ended up being without hearing that. That's very true. Yeah, that wow. <laughs> and and you do. I, you're the first Lehman I've ever met in my life. And I I I served 4 years in the Air Force, you know, you, you see a lot of unique names and yeah, it, for something to go Lehman. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" You know. That's like So, go ahead. So recently I had a uh um, a mediumship uh, sitting with uh, Nico's uh, guest, uh, Whitney Fox. Mm. And it's next level. If you're not afraid of meeting people from the other side, I definitely recommend her services. I think she would blow most people's socks off. Yeah. I'd lo- so, I'd, I'd love when, when he had her on um, the, the, I think three, three or four times. Yeah. And so one of the, uh, one of my people that came forward was my great grandmother. And I'm thinking now of all the people that it could have been, I actually think it was her that was beside me in those woods because Whitney said that she was kind of dressed almost like uh, folky, like a spirit guide slash great grandmother. Did you have to just for the listeners? Do you have to pay for that kind of service? With you do, you do, and uh, you know it's very draining on Whitney. I I figured to do those, and so um, I think it's well worth the hundred and twenty-five dollars. And I'll give a personal example. My uh, so I not that Whitney would ever do this, but there's no way that she could have uh, Googled some of the information that came forward simply because there's no record of it. It's so personal and it would have never been, uh, could have brought, been brought up like that. Right. She wouldn't do that anyways, because she's a very ethical person, I feel. So she starts out and she goes, there's a very tall gentleman here. He's in his thirties. And she goes, now remember on the other side, people usually project how they look when they felt like they looked their best. And I was like, I was like, okay. And he's a very strong man. And he's got, uh, he's very proud of a nickname that you gave, uh, you called him. And she goes, I can't quite make it out. She goes, da, da, da. 
da, da, da. It's like three syllables. I said, three syllables? She goes, yeah. I said, well, my grandfather's uh, nickname that I called him personally was Charlie Paul. And that's just not something that's very common. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, she, and she's like, yeah, he came forward. And then she goes, he's saying that those two things that you wanted, the, the rock and the watch, um, she goes, one of those will come back into your life. And I was like, the only, my, my grandfather died with a fair amount of uh, like rent houses and material possessions. But really all I ever wanted was this, this blue rock that he kept in his living room uh, from before I was even born and, or his gold watch. He panned for the gold in Alaska himself and had the watch made. Oh, wow. I'm a watchmaker by trade. And so that had particular significance to me. Well, uh, for whatever reason, I didn't get anything in the situation. And that's, that's fine. And my grandfather actually brought that up and to Whitney and said that it will mean more to me now that when it comes back to me this many years later, and that we've had this conversation, that you'll understand that it had a purpose, it had a reason for happening the way it did. And so that, I mean, that's how she started out, hit me with that, uh, that zinger. And yeah, she had my attention from that point on. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I didn't I had, know you were a watchmaker. Like, I, yeah, I, I knew you made art and, and what have you, but I never knew you were a watchmaker from by trade yeah uh, i don't practice but i did you know uh, if you listen to my interview with nico i uh, have a lot of interesting synchronicities running around my experience of going to watchmaking school but uh, one of the other things that had come up in that reading was she goes there's a there's a man coming forward and he's carrying a cooler and i smell alcohol well, one of my favorite people on earth, my stepdad, uh, he drank himself to death and mm. he was the happiest drunk I have ever known. <laughs> He's, I absolutely loved him uh, to his core, drunk or sober, but he was awesome drunk. And I'm not really uh, about, you know, being around people who are drinking because I don't drink at all. Right. But him, I would make that exception because he was just gold. Nice. And and that came through in the, like, there's no way she could have found that out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, so, yeah, things like that, that happen. I, I, I have no fear. I have no fear of what's on the other side of death. None at all. And um, that's another one of those milestones that I think when you get there, uh, in your waking conscious life where you're like, I'm good if uh, when I pass over because I understand that this meat suit is temporary, but the essence that who makes me is uh, will live on. Oh, yeah. You, tr you truly are the ghost in the shell. Yeah. And you will continue. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you let go of that fear, I think it releases a lot of creative energy in your body that allows some of these other experiences to come through as well. You know, there's like all these little programs that you have to shed 
just a little bit to release a little bit of that magic that lives inside of you. That, or at least that's my experience. Somebody may see it totally different. That's valid for them. Hey, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It, what works for you might not completely work for me. I might have to fine tune it for myself. And Exactly. Because we're all unique and we're all our own being. We're our own energy. And that, that's exactly right. You know, there might have been something that happened in your experience, Ghost, that uh, if something were to walk in the door, you would uh, be, you know, three tenths of a second quicker at pulling your firearm than me just for a simple fact that you have, you know, experience that led to that point. You know, right. yeah, it's all unique. It's all beautiful. I, I, yeah, like, uh, like, for example, Randy, when uh, he and I were having a conversation, he was going through his path. Man, I was just seeing all the magic that was being, you know, brought into his life to get him to this point where he's this little, little research powerhouse. <laughs> yeah, that guy can go research and pull up some, because I'm, he'll be on the tavern and, me and him had talked um it, it was funny right before he even released a first episode he reached out to me of all people and i was just like i was at work and he was like he was messaging me and i, I was just like dude just call me you know what i mean it's just easier and we sat there and had a conversation and he's just like i can't believe you you told me to call you and what have you i'm like well i'm just a normal dude you know what i mean you know whatever and to see his growth, you know, I was like, and, and after he called me, I said, come on, talk at Tavern. And once he did, he came on and he, he's a regular when, when, when he can make it schedule permitting, but uh, yeah. he got introduced to so many other podcasters that I got to see all of a sudden his growth and what he was trying to do just fucking explode. Yeah, And it, it was meant for a reason. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a huge podcast yet. I, I plan to be one day, right? but I love linking up new people. And that's what the tavern's about. You know what I mean? Like getting you on, you know, having other guests on and different podcast, just link up, share ideas yeah. and, and get shit out there. Right. I have a, a couple of friends that will tell you that, uh, like one of my superpowers is bridge building. And I absolutely love uh, getting different uh, groups in contact with each other. And then they come together and create something new and totally unique and beautiful. Yeah. Bridge building. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And the tavern. Yeah. It, you know, the, the one time I, I was in there, I was, I was just feeling everybody out. Cause I, I really didn't know anybody other than Ron. And so, you know, just trying to let it breathe a little bit to see, you know, when to interject and stuff. And like uh, Matt, I, I loved whenever he kicked in something that I, I really loved his energy and mm -hmm. what he, it's a cool group that you got uh, going on there. And I, well, I will definitely, I'll be definitely coming in and out as time permits too, but Absolutely. yeah. And I don't know. I, I and, and Matt, he does the Monday night master debaters. That's what inspired me. I was like, I want to do something, but I'm a vet. 
Dumbass. Throw it back to the fucking green dragon and talk to taverns. You know, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's right. Know, let's do it and meet new people. And you, you make art. I, I, want, yeah. I want to touch on that a little bit. Um, yeah. What, what do you make for, for, for the listeners? Well, uh, it's really actually very personal. Um, <laughs> in that it, it doesn't, it's not for anybody else. And a lot of people, uh, or I should say some people will, resonate with some things others more but really i do it for myself and un to unpack the symbolism that i see in my dreams and in hypnagogic states okay because i think that uh, that's part of my path and if i can get that on wax or get it to where i can see it in a visual field and for others to see like for example i have this one friend named abby who uh, comes at uh, symbolism from a completely different perspective than me. So I want to put it out there. And then if I have a question, I'll put it up to her and say, Hey, what does this say to you? Give me, give me a different perspective. And that's really why I do it is to uh, help me along my own path and kind of create my own. It's not a grim war because I'm not, doing any kind of magical working per se in the traditional sense, but I'm unpacking my own story, so to speak. Kind of like a, yeah. your own personal journal. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or diary. However you want, right. to, want to talk about right. it. Right. Right. Um, and so therefore a while I was having these uh, in my dreams, these strange creatures come forward. And initially, of course, you know, they make you, you know, initially go, what the fuck? <laughs> but then, then I girded up the old loins and I said, well, what would happen if I just talked to this creature like it was a friend? And so then I had a very a short-lived, short run of uh, dream teachers. You know, these monsters that upon first sight were like horrific. But then in the dream, if I spoke to them, they're like, well, well, you know, you kind of need to clean up your energy. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> it was it was almost like a test where, you know, I had to accept the thing on its terms. And then once I did, it would give me the nugget of wisdom. Kind of. That's almost like shadow work. In, yeah. In yeah. In, in a mm -hmm. sense, you know, yeah. not, not completely. But yeah. That, right. That, wow. That's amazing. And so I definitely recommend everybody have some sort of. Uh, creative outlet um a lot of people especially my friend owen hunt who uh, has a podcast called blue collar mystics and kind of what uh owen does with that is he tries to give people practical uh, skills uh, for their spiritual walk so that there's an integration uh, between their daily and their spiritual path you know where it's all one and so, so what he uh, turned me on to was doing the, the four daily pages. And it's out of the, uh, I, th I think the book's called The Artistic uh, Artist Guide or whatever. Anyways, first thing, get up. This is good for people who don't like to meditate, by the way. Okay. Get, get up, get, uh, get your pen in your hand, and it's important to do it longhand. And you just... You do four pages. 
You know, it's two pages front and back and just longhand stream of consciousness, whatever comes up. Right. Like the first thing you do in your day before you listen to music, before you uh, death scroll on IG, before you do anything else, you sit there and you do those four pages. And what will slowly begin to happen is that some really interesting original thought will start bubbling up out of you. And then, hey, you've got some new ideas here. Maybe I. Maybe I want to start writing a script or something. I, I, I've got I've got something here. And once you tune it in a little bit and you're doing four pages a day, well, hell, you're doing like uh, Stephen King. You're knocking out a book every three months, you know? Oh, so, yeah. and it's just, it, there's something uh, very mystical about just getting it out of you and getting it on the page. It clears the mind. And so that's a really good meditation for people who can't do the sitting uh, guided meditations or whatever. Right. I'm, I'm a big fan of Joe Dispenza's guided meditations. I really like what he teaches and I'm really impressed. I have a friend who has attended to a lot of the intensive uh, week long trainings and stuff. And I've seen how she's transformed her life. And uh, if you go in there and listen to the spins of testimonies, there's all kinds of people that have healed themselves from stage four cancers and stuff with meditation alone. Oh, and we've, and I've kind of shared some of that already as we've talked, you mm-hmm. know, when we've spoken about meditations, but definitely the four pages is a great way to do that in a non-traditional way. Wow. I would have never thought of that. And <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, even for my listeners and myself, start out with a half a page and then, you know, work your way up because, you know, you could sit there and and there's been times where, you know, I tried writing something, put my thoughts to paper and you get in that, what they call writer's block. And it's just like, you're you're over-focusing and you just got to let it go freely. So if you start out even with a sentence or two and work yourself up to four, eight, 12, who knows, you know, do it It, it, because if, if sitting down and meditating in, in the traditional manner isn't for you, maybe that is. And and I'm glad you brought that up because I would have never thought about that. Yeah. And I, you know, different varying times I've done both. And whew, you uh, combine those two with cu- uh, cutting out the nonsense. And when I say nonsense, like this probably isn't going to be real popular with most people. And that's cool. Like there's different stages of the conspiracy walk, right? Like initially you learn that uh, the government's up to some uh, serious fuckery. And so you want to tell everyone you're you're in that conspiracy theory share mode. I mean, you're telling everybody that would listen. Okay, well, then you realize that nobody's listening. And so then you get into this mode where you just do research amongst fellow conspiracy theorists. Right. You're, You're talking amongst yourselves. Then there comes a point where you realize that you're just in a giant echo chamber. And while 
you're all saying things that are factual. Nothing's actually changing. And all you're doing is hurting yourself to a certain degree. So then the, my, uh, in my experience, what I ended up doing was uh, maybe like once a week checking in on the conspiracy theory bubble or maybe just looking at the quick memes to just to get uh, caught up. And then all of a sudden, you know, the magic in your life starts going up a little bit more. And you start realizing that there's a serious connection between what you ingest and what you focus on and how you're able to bring certain amazing experiences forward. Like I've experienced two this month uh, that have changed the, the trajectory of my family's life. Mm. And, um, it's pretty amazing. Um, essentially, like the the thing with these two is that we did not contact anyone. We didn't try to change the material realm with a material movement. All I was doing is minded my spiritual business, and my wife was uh, she's a a Christian and she does her prayers every every all throughout the day. So. Right. She's doing her prayers and I'm doing my spiritual work. And we had a situation come up where we ended up not having a car payment after having um, $850 worth of car payments. Right. Right. We, uh, that was a great gift from the creator of my understanding. That alone, that alone would have made the year terrific. But then uh, my wife gets a call from her uh, job and says, Hey, check your pay grade. She does. And it's a 22% raise. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've been doing, I, I've been, I believe I said on the tavern that I've been kicking up my meditations between two, two, 22 and two, 22, right. That, tw- that 20 day period that we're having, we're coming to the end of here. Right. And, you know, we got 20000 on the first car, and we used that 20000 to get rid of the debt on both cars. Damn. And so it was a uh, – my wife originally paid 21000 for it, and we got 20000 and it had 65,000 miles on it. So you only tell me that, grand. So <laughs> tell, me, tell me that's not magic. That is magic. <laughs> I can't tell you it's not because it is. Yeah. And then 22% was the raise. Well, 22 is like all over this month in this, this portal. Like, I think there's these little snippets of time where we can do these amazing things. And um, this is where like uh, keeping tabs on the numbers that uh, come up, you know, we all know that uh, 33 is pretty magical. Mm-hmm. But anything 11 will divide into is a pretty magical number. Yep. And 22, 22 is a master manifester number. And so, yeah, those two things alone will definitely create a whole new reality for us going forward. And I'm grateful and thankful for those things. And I give the, the creator of my understanding the glory for that. 
And uh, I believe that creator lives within each one of us. And whatever our understanding of that being is, if we just speak to it, then it will come forth, you know. Now, you may call it Krishna, you may call it Buddha, you may call it Christ. But it's there and it wants to help us on different levels. So, or at least it does me. Like, right. Now, is it, is it hard with your wife being a devout Christian and you in your spiritual beliefs? No, my dick game's that strong. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I know. That's that Texas sarcasm coming out. <laughs> She's sitting on the couch. I've never seen that shade of red before. <laughs> well, good on you, man. Yeah, hung like Donkey Kong. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, I'm just fooling. I know. Uh, no, uh, she, uh, you know, she lets me do my thing. I respect her walk. And that's what everybody has to do. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, my wife, when, when I started going down my spiritual journey, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but she thought she's like you don't even believe in god like whoa 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 back your horse up because i do believe in a creator i i just have a hard time buying into the jesus story you know there's a creator out there and all these other religions that are around the world why do you think they're so intertwined in so many different ways because each one stole from the other one to create the new one. And in, in my humble opinion, it all started with the Norse, you know, that that's where that belief system came. And it's everybody that came across them adapted that to, to their extent and changed it just a little bit. Man. that Yeah. So, um, one of my art pieces that I wanted to work on for a while was I wanted to create a video game based on uh, modern day uh, Norse culture called the Tech Nordics. And they would have, you know, they would have the gods of old, Odin, Thor, Loki, but they would also have some, you know, amazing battle axes and Right. You know, la- laser technology, ha- sledgehammers and stuff. <laughs> but cool. uh, yeah, and so uh, I agree with you. There's there's power in that story, especially the story of the axis mooning coming up through the center. I think mm-hmm. there's a truth there. I, I think uh, if they chopped it down, it was probably uh, the area that we call the North Pole. Um, I think in Genesis, when it talks about the four different rivers, I think they've actually uh, renamed uh, those rivers. So we were looking somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. And that uh, that place is probably up north. Kind of like when uh, Moses parted the Red Sea. Um, well, it turns out that the, the actual translation is the Sea of Reeds, not the Red yeah. Sea. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come right. on. And I mean, there, I will say this about this realm, like whatever you believe, it will mirror back to you. Oh, absolutely. Right? 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not telling anybody not to believe in whatever the belief system that they want. You know what I mean? So if it helps you at the end of the day. Yeah. Be a better person. Believe in it and and practice so, it. Go ahead. Sorry. So I have a uh, practical kind of uh, experiment because I like to take my little theories and test them out and stuff. It's like uh, if you you want to test it like. You think one thing for a week and then think the exact opposite for a week and see how things come forward to prove what you actually believe. But you have to believe wholeheartedly. So one that I would uh, like people to try is look at the Mississippi River as being misnamed and look at it uh, through the lens that it's actually the Nile mm. and that the Grand Canyon uh, is actually um, a very sacred place and that there's uh, Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs in there. There's statues and things of that nature. And that maybe there, there is, that's a fact. Pe pe that's a documented fact that, that there is that in the Grand Canyon. And that there may be a reason why uh, the town in Tennessee that sits on the river is named Memphis and it has a giant pyramid on its banks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You can, you, you can lay the topography over one another and it, it, it almost mirrors to, to yeah. the you know what I mean? Yeah. Even the bending in the, in the rivers and how they go. Yeah. That, that, that's a rabbit hole. It, all in itself <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and so either way you go on that one i think the world will uh this realm this magical realm will give you information whichever side of that fence you fall on just like and a, this is why i think everybody's entrenched on it's flat or it's spherical mm -hmm. there's very few people's i i believe that i heard you say that you don't know what it looks like. You just know it's not what they're saying. Exactly. Something to like that. You know, Na NASA completely lies to us every day, all day. And everything that we have now that says the earth is a globe was given to us by government education. So um, I'm sorry if you if you're giving me information from the government, especially nowadays. I'm going to look in the opposite direction to try and find some truth. Right. I generally don't believe criminals. No. So uh, I believe that it will show you, if you say, I believe flat earth, I believe every proof you can think of that you ever needed will come to you over the course of weeks. If you believe that it's a perfect sphere, I think things that will uh, prove that to you. Right. If you think that we live in a simulation, all of a sudden, all the simulation stuff will uh, be mirrored back to you. And I think belief is really important. You can break that down to, okay, I'm going to go buy this new car, right? This specific color. And this car is speaking to me. It's unique. I don't, I don't see many people driving it around. The moment you buy it, the very next day you drive, you see five, six, seven weeks. Uh, next thing you know, they're, you're seeing them all the time. 
And it's like, mm-hmm. I try to buy that to be unique and everybody has it now. Yeah, right. same, same fucking thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, between what I said on uh, Nico's podcast and this one, I think it pretty much laid down all my journal thoughts and my uh, the things that I practice in order to have wild, continuous wild experiences. Yes, you do. And thank you again for, for giving me the opportunity to interview you and not just on the tavern you know what i mean um right that that that's its own little animal all on its own um but man sitting down and and talking i i honestly i'm i'm gonna extend the olive branch i want i want you to come back again just because i think we touched on so much and it it, this is just me I, i i think it kind of felt like it was it was rushed to get everything out there but we need to come, you need to come back on to just sit down, talk, and we'll go anywhere you want to go on any topic. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. Whether, whether it's meditation, Bigfoot, um, what aliens might be, or being touched. Hopefully you're not being touched in your butthole by, 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 by aliens or, or entities that you can't see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if they do, at least heal it as you pull out, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, wipe my memory, please. <laughs> please. Like, I know my dick game's good, but don't touch my butthole. You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I appreciate this opportunity, Ghost. And um, I believe in the good things coming for your entire uh, group of podcasters that you roll with. It's a, it's a good group. And you got some really interesting perspectives and i like hearing it all so oh, me too I, I i love them all like they're my, my 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 brothers you know and and there might be a couple female podcasters out there that are in our circle that haven't been on the tavern yet but right in this community uh the, the female podcasters just aren't super huge I, I i don't know why i wish they were you know what i mean but you know, I think their time is coming. I think uh, we're sliding into like a a time of the divine fem- uh, feminine to a certain degree. Yeah, and I think their time is coming. And I I think if uh, you know we just hold space and allow them to flesh it out a little bit, then it will be world class, first rate, and it will be exactly what this world needs to a certain degree. Absolutely. And I'm not taking away from any of the, right. the, the big name female podcasters that are in that small select group in, in, in this community, because right. you're, you're rocking it out of the fucking park. But yeah. I, I just wish more people, cause you need both sides to every fucking topic. You, you do. Know, if you if do. it's straight masculine all the time and yeah. straight feminine all the time, right. It's boring. You know, you need yeah. both sides because for sure. That's why we get married for a reason. Um, you need the male and the, the the divine female and the divine male energy that, to coincide and live your life and become one flesh. And yes. when you have when you have that connection where like 
you're finishing each other's sentences and stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's it's. I hope everybody that wants it can experience it. Absolutely. Let everybody know where they can get a hold of you. Um, I'm I'm really gregarious and accessible at, on IG at Lehman Dolan's Art. That's L E M O N D D O L L I N S A R T. And I'd love to hear from you if something resonated with you. I have no problem chatting it up a bit. Nice. And again, brother, thank you for coming on. Um, we'll talk a little bit off the air and always amazing. I got to, I got to get you back on for, for, for more deep, deep topics, because like I said, we, we rushed through something that I don't, I don't think needed to be rushed. If, if you understand what I'm saying. Certainly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. Absolutely. And uh, on that note, thank you for turning in to uh, another episode of my third eye and thank you Lehman for coming on and we'll talk again soon and just remember everybody think for yourself